Hello and welcome to the newest series here on the Mercy and Truth podcast called Wednesdays in the Word. This is a live broadcast that airs every Wednesday at noon, hosted by Brother Jeremiah Simpson. I pray that it is a blessing as you listen today. Let's go to the book of Malachi and uh, let's let's look at what uh, we're going to talk about today. And uh, I'm going to show you a little bit about what we've been talking about, all right? And uh, so I'm going to do that right now. Uh, so we've been talking about the series, Is the Lord Disgusted With You? Is the Lord Disgusted With You? And uh, man, I have thoroughly enjoyed this series. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been like three, four um Part four, I guess today is. I can't remember. Uh, part four today. And so I'm looking forward to finishing it. This will be the closing episode of the series. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But let's talk about what we've been through so far. First week, we talked about this in the in Wednesdays in the Word. We talked about the inquiry that was made in uh, Malachi chapter 1, verse number 6. And we talked about where uh, uh, I can read it to you real fast. The Bible said, A son honor his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? And we talked about how the Lord uh, asked, made that inquiry, asked that question, where is my honor? Where is my fear? And in that lesson, we talked about how to know if you're losing the fear of God in your life. And we talked about stage one, which is there on your screen, hopefully. Uh, stage one is covering up your sin. Stage two is contesting responsibility where you do not own up to your sin. This is talking about how you know if you've lost the fear of God. And then stage three is contrition is delayed, right? Repentance, contrition is delayed where you're not repenting your sins. And then stage four is that it, this is really, oh man, this is really when you're going to find out you have lost the fear of God in your life is when, hey, you are justifying your corruption. And uh, that was part one of the series. Then part two, we talked about the indignation of the priest, where in the end of verse number six, um, God said, O priest that despise my name. We talked about how they despise the Lord. That was a short lesson, and uh, but man, I enjoyed that one too. You can go back on all of our Facebook here. You can watch all of these episodes and also on our podcast. If you've not jumped in on it, uh, you can jump in on the podcast and listen to each episode of Wednesdays in the Word. Uh, and then another one here. Uh, this was two weeks ago because we were not able to do it last week. We talked on the insights of how we dishonor and discuss the Lord. And, uh, oh, man, uh, that one, uh, <laughs> we, got it, we got in a little hot water on that one, didn't we? Uh, and you can read all those, uh, what is it, five, six, seven, eight points right there, of brazen behavior and failing to give the Lord respect. When our best is not offered God, we dishonor Him. Uh, a bad testimony and bad behavior dishonors God. A lack of belief or faith, blaspheming the Lord, a bogus or hypocritical attitude, uh, and then boasting. All those things dishonor God and uh, and so much more. But that's all we had time to hit on. And, uh, you know, we talked about, I, I really stressed the point of a bad testimony, but also wanted to stress that just as a bad testimony dishonors God, a good testimony will honor him and give him glory. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, thoroughly enjoyed hitting those points right there. But today we're going to jump back in on the study and uh, we're going to go uh, to Malachi chapter number one and we're going to read verses six through 14, six through 14. So join in me with your Bible there and uh, jump in and read some verses with us. The Bible says, a son honoreth his father 
and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priest that despise my name, and you say, uh, and uh, you say, wherein have we despised thy name? Verse number seven: Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar, and you say, wherein have we polluted thee? And that you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if you offer the blind, offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. This is one of my favorite statements of this whole chapter. Uh, the Bible says, uh, offer it, the Lord said, offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? Uh, I know I've already hit it, but let me just say it one time. Uh, if we took the perspective of how we serve God and how we live for the Lord, if we took that mindset to the workplace, let me ask you a question. Would you have a job tomorrow? That's, I'll leave it there. Verse number nine. And now... I better leave it there because I, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, all right? But it's, I want you to think about that. If you offered your same uh, uh, work ethic at your place of work that you do to our Savior, the God of all glory, Jesus, the one that died for you, the one that gave everything, left all of glory for you, <laughs> if you gave that type of work that you'd give to Christ, if you gave that to your workplace, would you still have a job? Verse number nine says, And now I pray you, beseech God, that he will be gracious unto us. Uh, this hath been by your means. Will he regard your person, saith the Lord of hosts? Who is there even among you that would shut the doors for naught? Neither do you kindle fire on mine altar for naught. I have no pleasure in you. Wow. I have no pleasure in you, saith the Lord of hosts. Uh, neither... Uh, will I accept an offering at your hand? For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name. And a pure offering from my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Shall be great among the heathen. Verse 12, But ye have profaned it, in that you say the table of the Lord is polluted, and the fruit thereof, even as meat, is contemptible. You said also, Behold, what a weariness is it. And ye have snuffed at it saith the Lord of hosts. And ye brought that which was torn, and the lame, and the sick, thus ye brought an offering. Should I accept this of your hand, saith the Lord? But cursed be the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and voweth and sacrifice unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. Oh, man, what strong words here in our text. Man, uh, I'll tell you what, this chapter, uh, I believe sometimes it's overlooked. Malachi gets overlooked. Maybe it's because it's the last book in the Old Testament. Maybe just some of us probably don't, some of us, well, I know where it's at. Some of you probably didn't even know where Malachi was. Didn't Maybe I thought I was crazy to say it's a book of the Bible. But this chapter is so important. You know what, I, we read it in our text, but I want to talk about right here the imperative or, or the command of the Lord. In verses 9 and 2, I won't read it again just for sake of time, but uh, we see here in our text in verses 9 and 10 that Malachi, here Malachi, is he pretty much says, beg God to be merciful. He said, I pray you beseech God that he will be gracious unto us. He says, beg God, beseech God that he will be gracious uh, to us, uh, that he will be merciful to us. That's what he's saying here. And, uh, you know, with the kind of offerings you are presenting to the Lord, how can he be pleased? How can he please? How can he be pleased with you 
and show uh, you any favor at all is what Malachi is saying here. He said, I, I wish that somebody would just go ahead and close the temple, close the doors of the temple, and these useless sacrifices that are on my altar would cease. See, there were none that would do it without compensation, though. Uh, the Lord made it clear that he was not pleased with his people. He said, look right here at verse number 10. Verse number 10 says, I have no pleasure in you, saith the Lord of hosts. Man, what words, <laughs> what strong words. Here's, here's what I believe the biggest problem was with this, this people here in the day of Malachi. Their worship was so hypocritical. Oh, it was so hypocritical. They... Well, I'm gonna hit again. I'm gonna hit it again later, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ease off of it. But they were hypocritical in their worship, and I'll just say this: I believe that there are there are many churches in our day that have the same problem, and, and that, this is just the truth. They have the same problem that that Malachi had in his day. And can I just be real blunt for just a minute? I'm feeling pretty feisty today. Just be—I don't know why, but I am. Uh, can I just be real blunt with you? There are some so-called churches. I don't like to call them churches because that's not what they are. But there's some so-called religious organizations. Let's say it like that. That ought to close their doors. Just like the Malachi's day. They ought to close their doors. All preacher. I don't think I'd say that. Well, I just did. And I, I, I mean every word of it. There are some churches that literally just need to close their door. You say, why? Because, and I'll say this, especially those. Let's say it like that. That deny the deity of Christ. Those that deny that the the fact that the fact the fact that the Bible is the Word of God, those that deny the virgin birth of Christ, the blood atonement, salvation through Jesus Christ alone, those that deny the resurrection of Jesus, the second coming of Jesus Christ, churches that deny these things and that teach false things, what they're doing is they're leading people astray. See, people will follow their teachings. They'll follow their teachings, and they will fail to put their faith in Christ. And what will end up happening is these people that are following these false teachings are going to end up dying without putting their faith in Christ. And the result is that they're going to die and end up in hell. <laughs> Man, I, and I, I know I'm blunt when I'm saying that, but I'm saying it with so much... I'm trying to say it with humility because... There are people that are, I, I personally, I know, I know some personally that are in false doctrines and that they are blind from these false teachings and they're going to end up dying and going to hell because they have not placed their faith in the true God, in the true God. False teaching is propagated by false prophets. I mean, churches that promote such uh, horrible lifestyles, they're, they're an abomination to God. Let's just, can we just be real honest just for a minute? And we see that in this day that we're living in, but we also see it in the day of Malachi. And, uh, man, I'm telling you what, such lifestyles, such churches that live that way, they're an abomination to God. And, uh, man, it, it deeply pains me. It really does. It pains me to see that, see people that are living, and uh, they are not... <laughs> They're living and, and blind to what the false teachers are giving them. So we see the imperative or the command of God here in verse number 9 and 10. 
And I want to move on. I, I, I don't want to stay too long right there because I, I want you to get this last part. Because uh, we got to close this out now. Uh, right here at the end, I want to hit this. The immensity and importance of his name. Because, man, verse number 11, verse number 14 hits on it. The Bible says in verse number 11, there on your screen, For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. But cursed be the deceiver, in verse number 14. But cursed be the deceiver which hath in his flock a male... And voweth and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. I'm going to hit that in a second. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts. And my name is dreadful among the heathen. Now, right here in these verses, the prophet, uh, he pre they predicted a time when Gentiles, now y'all know the difference. I'm not going to labor Jew and Gentile today. But when Gentiles will see the light and become worshipers of the Lord, Jew and Gentile. And, uh, hey, that's that's me. I, I'm a Gentile. Probably most of you, I don't know, but probably most of you that's watching out there today is probably a Gentile as well. But the Bible said here that God's name would be great among the Gentiles. The Messiah will become king over all the earth, and believers in all nations will worship him. See, we all know this, but God had a chosen people. Still does. We'll talk about that in just a second. God had a chosen people. Say, who was that? You know, it was the Jews. He had planned to save and bless the entire world through the Jews. But they rejected him. The Bible says in uh, John chapter number 1, I believe it's verse number 11, that he came into his own and his own received him not. His own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Now, God wanted to save the world through the Jew, but they rejected him. They rejected their Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. They rejected his message as Savior of the world. And today, God still wants to save the whole world through his chosen people. But his chosen people are not Jews. His chosen people are not Gentiles, but simply Christians. He wants to save the whole world through all who believe in him. Jewish and Gentile Christians. Christians are now his chosen people. Chosen people to glorify his name, to make his name great. And our pure offering to the Lord is our new life in Christ. Our lives are to be a living sacrifice to him. So let me ask you, that's Romans, book of Romans, but our lives are to be a living sacrifice. So let me ask you this, are you available this is important. This is, this is really what this whole series is coming to a head right now, okay? Are you available to the Lord to be used in making His name great to all nations? Are you available? See, the mission of making His name great starts very simple. Starts here. Right there. It starts there. That's where it starts. And uh, then it goes to your home. Then it goes to your neighbors and your neighborhood. But it don't stop there. That's not where it stops. It doesn't stop this in your family or at your neighborhood. It doesn't stop there. The gospel must be carried to the entire world, 
to the entire world. The Lord closes this chapter here, Malachi chapter number one. He closes the chapter with a message to those who do not keep their promises, do not keep the vows or what they have committed to him. Verse number 14, but cursed be the deceiver. But cursed be the deceiver which hath in his flock a male, and voweth and sacrifices unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. He closes this chapter with a message to those who do not keep their promises, do not keep the vows or commitments to him. He refers to them there in verse number 14. He refers to them as deceivers and pronounces a curse on them. God takes this seriously, y'all. The example that was given was of folks that had promised or vowed to God a healthy, uh, a healthy lamb for the sacrifice, but offered a corrupt lamb on the altar. And uh, what they were doing was extremely offensive to God. And, uh, and let me let me just give you this real quick. Ananias and Sapphira did the same exact thing. Ananias and Sapphira did the same exact thing. Let me show you. And uh, in Acts chapter number one, I mean, excuse me, Acts chapter number five. Uh, in verse number 1 through 5, But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira's wife sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remain, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own power? Why hast thou con uh, conceived... This thing in thine heart, thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Oh, man. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. Great fear came on all them that heard these things. Here, God makes it clear that he is king. In our text, Malachi, he makes it clear that he is king, that his name is great, and awesome, I don't like using that word, but it's just true, and and feared among the world. Uh, you say, why is that? Because what he's trying to say is this. He is worthy to be reverenced. He is worthy to be honored. And if we do not honor the Lord, here's the deal. Someone else will. If we don't honor him, somebody else will. I don't know who it was uh, growing up. I used to hear this a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, if you don't answer the call of God, that does not mean that the work of God will not be accomplished. It just means that you will not have a part of it. God will call somebody else if you don't answer to the call. And God's work will be done. God's church is going to live on. It does not need Jeremiah. It doesn't need uh, anybody else. God, it don't need a specific person. But that's what he longs for. That's what he desires. The whole series is, is, is the Lord disgusted with you. And what it's really about, can we just be can I just turn it around real fast? This this is not a series to make you be depressed about how God is disgusted with you. But it's a series to challenge you to be the opposite. To where not God is disgusted with you or dishonored with you. But God is pleased with you. <laughs> that's what this is all about. And that's what's important for you to understand. Do you honor God with your life? Do you keep his promises and commitments to him? 
Or is the Lord disgusted with you? It's real simple. I told you at the beginning of last lesson, I think, two weeks ago when we was able to do this. I told you the Christian life is not always easy. But the Christian life is always simple. And I, I hope you listen to that. Christian life's not always easy, but it is always simple. And a man, this is so true. It's not always easy, but it's real simple. God wants you to give him everything you have. Everything you have, that's what God wants you to give him. Every part of you. And here's a question, and I'm almost done. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? Are you giving God everything? I don't know who said it first, but somebody made a great statement one time. And um, I'm trying to think of who said it, and I, I can't remember. That's all right, though. Here it is. The greatest ability you can have is availability. All right? The greatest ability is availability. That is, that's it. You say, preacher, I can't preach like Brother Jeremy. I can't either. <laughs> you say, preacher, I can't sing like, uh, you know, whoever your favorite singer is. I can't sing like that person. Well, I can't either. Come on now. It's easy to bring up all types of excuses. Everything that, you know, it's easy to do that. Let's be honest. It's easy to do that. God doesn't want to hear your excuses, though. God doesn't want to hear that. He don't. He just wants you to be available. You say, preacher, I may not be able to preach. That's all right. Preacher, I may not be able to sing. I may not be able to play the piano. You know what really makes me mad? My dad can pick up any piano, or, or not pick up any piano, pick up any instrument, and within 30 minutes he can play it. Man, you want to talk about frustrating, because I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that, but he can. But you know what? That may not be part of my abilities. But one ability I can have is availability. You want to talk about pleasing God. You want to talk about honoring God. Be available to serve Him in any area that you possibly can. I'm telling you what, if you'll do that, I'm telling you what, if you'll do that, your life will not dishonor God. Your life will not disgust the Lord. Your life will give Him so much glory, so much honor. Good night. I'll tell you what, I'm long-winded today, and that's okay. I'll be all right. I'm a Baptist preacher. You just got to get over that. But I'll say this. I have got so much help today. You know what I long to, you know what I long to do in my life? I long to please the Lord. With everything I have, I long to please Him, to give Him honor, to give Him glory. And I'm telling you what, if I can just be available, if I can just be available to what He, what His will is for my life, I know that will please Him. I know it will please Him. So my challenge to you is this, be available. Be available to what the Lord has for your life. And I promise you, if you'll do that, He'll be pleased with you. He'll be pleased with you. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't miss next Wednesday. New episode, new series maybe. I don't know. I'll have to see what the Lord has for us. But I'm looking forward to next week on Wednesday in the Word. Good day. God bless you. We'll see you next Wednesday.